0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host Matthew Hawkins and I'm always joined by my co-host Ed Carbajal and on a weekly basis we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, fairly slow weekend but uh pretty, uh, pretty cool Polaris event on Saturday.
1: Yeah, man, uh, so I meant to message you, actually, a funny coincidence. The day of the event, I think it was uh, uh, Well, th- th- my morning here on the, in the U.S. on the East Coast, um, uh, Trevor Birmingham posted a picture of him having breakfast with uh, Lee Remedios, so it turns out they know each other, and I was like, holy shit, you know, what a, what a cl- coincidence, because um, I had talked about how I, yeah, I had uh, hung out with Trevor when he was here in New Jersey, and uh, it's just such a small world that they both competed on the same card and they know each other. So the guy that uh, I know Trevor through uh, is uh, Simon that does the Rolling with Simon podcast. So I told him, I was like, we well, you know maybe I, we could talk to him about Polaris after. Obviously, we're going to talk about the results and everything. But uh, Trevor, obviously the thing didn't go Trevor's way. But either way, I'd still like to get him on. Um, really quick, uh, the only reason that wasn't set up for this week is because uh, – that same day, Simon wound up in the hospital for a uh, staph infection in his knee. <laughs> so, Ouch. yeah, he was out of state too. He was on his way to a wedding in another state. He was go- he was going into Virginia, and uh, he wound up being there in the hospital for three days instead of going to a wedding. He's home now and everything, but I, I assume he'll get back to me about arranging something with uh, Birmingham afterwards. But I meant to tell you, man. I'm like, isn't that isn't that weird? Like uh, they knew each other. And I had mentioned it on the previous episode when we did the Polaris uh, preview.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I, I mean, I, I didn't know a lot about Birmingham. Um, I, I only caught a few minutes of his match. I had to run out. But mm. um, seeing the results, it looked like, he, you know, he lost a, a decision. Um, yeah. it, when I would – the minutes I watched was really close in the beginning. Was that – was it, a, a, you know, just a pretty competitive matchup?
1: Uh, competitive, I, I think um, my uh, – my take on it was it was just because uh, he's a strong dude. I do know that from from the guys that I trained with that did roll with him. Um, and um, he's uh, he's got good takedowns uh, from his judo background. I think it was just the pacing. The guy just uh, – and it, it's something I know we're going to get to the results of everything too. It, it seems like if you, you can jar your opponent with um, just a constant o- onslaught, if you're if it's something you're not ready for especially on a scale like that i mean with the race prep platform and you know you're getting streamed on fight pass which is a pretty big platform for jiu-jitsu so um i, I think that just might have worked against him. i mean the guy was just nonstop, uh you know constantly attacking him he tried to throw him and, and and trevor countered it pretty well and then uh he pulled guard but that's the one thing i hate about those fight to win pro has the same setup too with the raised platform and uh, Kasai does it too, I, I believe, uh, or at least in the recent events. And that whole Rage platform thing, like when you're about to come off, they stop you and they reset. And to me, that's like a disadvantage to the guy. Like if you're working off your back or even um, you take Nate Ray's fight to win match, for example, he took down his opponent and was controlling him, but grinding him so hard that they're going off the mat. And that reset time gave his opponent some time to, you know, slap a triangle on him. So I don't know, maybe that, uh, maybe they need to like do it in a cage or something, but that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the look of the raised mat is, is from a fan's perspective is, quite Oh funny. yeah. I can it's see like, as a, uh,
1: it's like dragon ball stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I can see as, as a, as a competitor, how that could be frustrating. So, um, I mean, that was the, the prelim. He lost to Enrique uh, Villasenor uh, by decision. Um, the main card's really what I caught. Uh, and I watched the whole entire main card uh, start to finish. Um, a couple things that jumped out right in the, you know, pretty much right in the beginning was Richie Martinez. Yeah. Um, like I just don't mess around, man. Yeah. 53 second rear naked choke, uh, combat jujitsu champion for EBI, uh, seems to be really a, a rising star in the, uh, in the world of, uh, submission grappling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of guys on there that, uh, that I, I feel like, um, if they're not rising stars already, they're going to be, um, What's this guy's name that was in the in the gi match in the main portion? Uh he, he the nickname is Epon. I already, I don't know why I forgot his name.
0: The the gi match on the main por-
1: portion? Yeah, yeah, the two black belts, he was a local guy with a beard, uh, Anthony something? Or was it Anders? Why did I Ash- forget?
0: Ashley him? Williams?
1: Yeah, he he calls him his nickname is Epon, I guess cuz he's got a judo background too.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, hey, he I, he won
1: by armbar.
0: No, it's not the guy that we're talking about, then. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't recall the
1: armbar finish. Hold on, I got it. I just, I'm, I'm being an idiot. Sorry, I got it on my phone here. Um, but it was it was oh, one of my Je- favorite. Jeff Lawson. M- it was one of my favorite matches on, on uh, Polaris. <laughs>
0: there was a few arm locks. Peter Robertson, Craig <laughs> <Frank, sighs> Keguers.
1: Oh, why is it? Sorry, it actually started playing. Ethan, Earl oh, Craig Jones, Matthew. Oh yeah, so it's Ash Williams and uh, that's the one you you just said, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah,
0: that was a decision win for Ash Williams, though.
1: Oh okay, because he he got in close armbar then, uh, in the gi match. But that was a really dope match. I mean, uh, there was one point where they scramble and he threw him, uh, right. He did a judo toss right off the scramble when the guy tried to take his back. That was such a cool match. I uh, know. I'm. am t- sorry. I'm talking about this one here. It's, it was on the prelims too. Sorry, Andy Roberts versus Jeff Lawson. So it's Andy Roberts that was the uh, with the nickname Epon.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I missed. I missed that one. But uh, so they had uh, the Gi match down there. But generally, most of the matches are are, uh, are no Gi.
1: Yeah, I mean, tra- only Trevor's and this one were the only two on the card, I think. But That's the right. um, the uh, the main portion of, I mean, I know you talked about, uh, obviously I, it's one of those things like when you see, uh, Martinez name on a card, you know, you already know he's gonna, he's gonna, he's, he's likely going to win, you know?
0: Well, that's what I mean. I, you know, I, but these guys are, you know, they're all top level guys. Um, and, and I talked kind of around a, a about like a circuit almost of these guys that yeah. seem to be bouncing from event to event and, and getting paid pretty well and getting a lot of finishes. And, uh, you know, I—he's I, just—you know—for uh, he, he just seems pretty amazing, man. I mean, you know, you don't see a lot of fifty-three second victories in any of these
1: no competitions no.
0: in general. So,
1: but if um, if, if real if do that. get
0: finished.
1: the gotta, uh. I got one comment about the obviously the main event because uh, I know we got your interview coming up with uh, or our interview with uh, Virgil's Wicker, um, on uh, this week's episode. But uh, the thing with the Polaris, uh, obviously, um the main event. I know everybody was excited about Uriah Faber. Coincidence he's he's announced his comeback after that. Um but um I feel like he should do combat jujitsu after watching that match with Nicky Ryan.
0: Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> uh yeah it's like he got pissed off halfway through that match and just started uh started clubbing Ryan with the open palms. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. Um they announced I think this morning that he's fighting Ricky Simon now at UFC uh, Sacramento on, on July 13th. Uh, I'm not going to fall for the comeback. Uh, these MMA legends tend to come back and we hype it. And then, you know, and of course they don't live up to, to what they used to be. But, um, I thought he, uh, yeah, I thought he counted himself well in the match. Uh, I think most people thought he would get submitted and, uh,
1: close. He came close twice. I mean, um, I didn't see the, the second one that, that was towards the end. Um, did you watch it live when it happened or you, you caught it after?
0: No, I watched it live until the stream went out with one minute so, left in the yeah. match. Yeah,
1: so everybody, everybody <laughs> lost that last minute, and that's um, Fight Pass actually put up the final minute on on Twitter. I don't know if they did it everywhere else, but I, on Twitter, I saw it later that that evening, and um, that was the second heel hook attempt that uh, Ryan almost got on him. But um, yeah, man, I mean, if he doesn't, if he does, if it's a one and done in MMA, he could certainly try to do like a combat jiu-jitsu matches you know like like titan fc likes mixing up the mma and combat jiu-jitsu uh, and uh i know i'm pretty sure gilbert burns would like to like to uh get slapped around or, or deliver some slaps or whatever you want to call those uh street fighter uh, sumo moves that he was doing on on uh nicky ryan's chest
0: yeah so i mean nicky ryan took a decision 15 minutes uh and he retains his featherweight championship uh for the organization craig jones in the co-main event uh, kept his, uh, middleweight title at 185 pounds, uh, also with a decision win over, uh, Matthias Lutez. And then, uh, our guest from last week, uh, Lee Ramidos, uh, suffered a, uh, armbar loss to, uh, Kyle Uno uh, about six minutes or so into their match. Um, Uno had some size on him. It looked like,
2: uh, mm-hmm. I know,
0: I know Lee's a no excuse guy, so that's not a thing, but, uh, I know he was eating cheeseburgers, basically, to try to make weight, uh, to go up in weight, which is not something normal. So I don't know. Uh, both those guys, uh, Uno looked good. Uh, uh, and Lee, like I said, jumped into this. And uh, I don't know if it's something he'll uh, you know, want to jump back into. Uh, you know, but if there's kind of an older crowd, you know, I mean, in this grappling world, yeah. it, it, it opens it up for guys to do this into their you know, basically into their fifties.
1: Um, well, the so. thing, uh, I mean, the thing you, you made that comment about the eating cheeseburgers, uh, did he, is that what he said he was doing when you spoke to him?
0: I know, I know he was basically trying to put weight on. He didn't say specifically he was eating.
1: Cheeseburgers. Oh, okay. Well, but, cause uh, you know, it, the, the, if anything, it, the, you are what you eat saying is, is truer, especially in jujitsu. Cause I remember, uh, I had that conversation with David Adiv. who's a black belt under Hoyler when I started. And, and I, I, uh, I remember moving like garbage, uh, And talking to him about it, and he was like, well, what did you eat for lunch? And I told him I had some cheeseburgers, and he was like, well, if you eat cheeseburgers, you're going to move like a cheeseburger. No, (laughs) no, I'm not not insinuating he was
0: eating cheeseburgers. I'm just saying that I know that he was, uh, I think he was pretty far underweight when he agreed to fight. Um, Not so much out of the weight division, but uh, far away from Uno. And I mean, just through my eye, it looked like Uno had a good 15 pounds on him. and some thickness uh, after the bout. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, fun event and uh, I look forward to their next show. Uh, and, and the more of these events that pop up, the better, better, you know, more paydays for these guys. I have no idea what these organizations pay. I don't know what combat Jitsu would pay Faber. Um, obviously he gets a, a nice purse in, in the MMA world, which is why he's, he's likely coming back for a fight, but um, I don't know. Uh, I look forward to the next one. I did. they announce another event? Are you aware of, or, um, is this one of those where we sit around and, and wait for the next announcement?
1: Um, no, they. Didn't, I mean, not nothing that I caught that. Uh, nothing that I. <clears throat> excuse me, nothing that I caught that they. Um, they said at at the end of the event. I turned it off as soon as the match was over because, you know, it was for me. It's it was like early. It was Saturday afternoon, and I was on my way out to do other stuff. So, um, but they, I mean, what do they do? Like they don't do that many events a year. Maybe like three times a year or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what I mean. So there's some time in between. I don't see yeah. anything online um, currently on the next event. So uh, so that's pretty much it for this week. We have the interview with uh, Virgil Zwicker coming up. Uh, he's got a big match in uh, Latvia on June 8th for Octagon MMA. Um, and uh, he joined us to uh, give us his thoughts on uh, his training, his uh, mental... Uh, uh fortitude i guess or his, his mental thinking going into this fight and uh and and hopefully some changes uh coming off a couple tough losses in in the eastern europe his last few fights
1: yeah just so for a uh, heads up for the folks listening to this his internet connection was wasn't too strong when we spoke to him so there's going to be some portions that are i mean they're they're not inaudible but he broke he, it got broken up a lot so apologies for that but zwicker's uh you know he's loyal to the to the coast-to-coast Coast combat hour brand and uh you know he gives us time so we like to give him his time
0: yeah so stay on and listen for that and uh we look forward to another show next week
1: cool
0: this weekend or this week uh, we're again joined by a uh, a friend of the show and a personal friend of mine virgil's wicker as again uh the man prepares to travel across the world to uh <laughs> To battle in foreign countries so virgil uh welcome back
2: okay how you guys doing man good good thank you for having me again always great to be on the show
1: thanks for coming back man i'm glad to have you so uh what, what's the latest man you, you got you got a fight booked uh, you got a fight booked in uh botslavia or wherever the hell it is
2: <laughs> slovakia yeah, yeah yeah that's the, the city where, but it's uh yeah right there the heart of europe man it's gonna be exciting i've Get to go to uh, two different countries I've never been to, you know, so Austria and then, of course, Slovakia. Been uh, been excited for this one. I mean, I got, I got it kind of like a last-minute call. I think I'm replacing um, um, some guy that got hurt. I can't remember his name. But, uh, yeah, man, I is a guy. I remember him in Bellator. We actually fought on the same card of him. I'm pretty sure I did. But a tough matchup, you know, first time going back down to 205 in probably about four years. So I've been – for, for for an opportunity just to really really dig deep to go down back to two hundred five. I really like fighting at heavyweight. You know, I love my food, so um, it had to be a good opportunity and a good 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 fight for me to do it. So this is exactly a perfect matchup and good opportunity.
0: You, you broke up a tad there, but for the fans listening, uh, your bout is against a uh former. I think he was the inaugural light heavyweight. Actually, I don't think he was. I think uh, Impumba was the, the tournament initial. I think. But um, he was a tournament champion. I think he uh, eventually became the, the full-time light heavyweight champion for Bellator, uh, Tatila Veya again. So um, and you said you're going down to 205 for the first time in several years. When I talked to you yesterday, you said you are about at 215. Uh, you hanging in there with your weight, or you uh, is it going to be a uh, uh, photo finish?
2: <laughs> I'm hoping to be as low as I can before I get on that plane. I always uh... – I always like to enjoy some food over there in these foreign countries. So <laughs> I, want to, I want to make sure I'm down. I actually, uh, I kind of started uh, just really kind of just keeping my weight down throughout uh, after my last fight with um, Ivani Yonigich. And and then, you know, I was kind of ready like two two 232, 233. Then I just started just training, been in the gym. I haven't running, the, you know, my own gym over there on the res. It, it just kind of worked out that way where I was constantly just working out and then running. And then my weight always fluctuates, always go up and down. But really, I was kind of, solid 225 and then i got the phone call so i've been really just trying to kick ass and uh, keep myself at least i was like i said uh the other day i was 215 today i think i woke up around two 216 um I, like i said i fluctuated throughout the day i'm hoping to wake up tomorrow a little bit lighter than i was today and then uh get on that plane at least you know four or five pounds over i, I hate cutting weight so
1: <laughs> but but the food when you go overseas i mean all the competitors that i've talked to that go overseas to travel i mean food food outside i mean it's just healthier outside of the u.s there's less garbage in it so isn't it easier to burn off or maybe you don't put on as much i mean i've had i've had uh friends uh actually uh one of my buddies in the uk trevor birmingham he's competing on the undercard of the uh, polaris thing this weekend and um uh I mean, he's he's actually really good. He he's actually really good about weight. He doesn't try too hard to to cut it. So I, I mean, I'm just thinking it just might be better quality food over there. No,
2: I, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I know like in Russia and uh, Russia and Chechnya. I mean, I mean every time they serve you with something, they give you something healthy. You know, cucumbers, tomatoes. I mean, everything yeah. was always really flavorful and and, and healthy. It meant like and breakfast is always nothing but eggs and, and and some good good food over there, but. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I mean for me, but for just for me, I don't know just the way my body is and the way I always like to be because I know when I fly, I always my feet get swollen, my legs get swollen, and I only have a few days to to really get that uh that in my system. So usually when I land, I always try to get a good running, but I know I'll be running against the time anyways because I think I fly all fight week. So I'd rather just be more closer to the weight than than normal. And I think a lot of European guys do walk around their their, their fight weight, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the cutting weight thing is a pain in the ass, especially later, later in your career when you and you've been at heavyweight. But it's got to be kind of nice to know that you're not going to walk into a situation like you did, you know, about a year ago when you, you know, you show up and they give you a guy who's like 340 pounds, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy was no joke. You know. That was a uh, that was you know I was supposed to find a guy who they told me you know he was 200, 232 pounds and that was just one of those situations where you, when you him. He doesn't look that big, but then on the you know then you run into him and you like, this is not the guy I'm fighting. And uh, that's happened to me a few times. But you know me, I don't, I don't really I don't shy away from fighting anytime I want to get it. Let's get it, and I don't care how big they are. I'll, I'll really try to get it. That guy's just a really good fighter, also. But uh I just didn't expect him to be as much of a brute that he was.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's what i was saying. You know, you get to it's, this is more of a uh you know sanctioned bout in a sense where at least you know I don't I don't know how uh, transparent their weight you know do you do they is it like a public weigh-in i mean do you see the other guys scale when you go to these foreign countries for some of these events or is it just kind of uh are you trusting the the word of the promoter telling you that the guy made weight
2: no this last uh there's last uh i mean that show was an amazing show it's a big beautiful amazing show that thing was legit uh and even uh, even uh, the platform that's a really good show they have that on they broadcast it. i think that one was just a little bit more opportunity to for for their guy to shine and that was okay with it. i mean we did two different weigh-ins because he used two different scales and and i think the one that when we initially did it he, when i heard kilograms and i heard the, the the weight that i think it was like 114 kilograms i'm like wait what i'm like 99 i know that's like 225 i mean how the heck is it? so when i heard that i, I knew right away so i Googled it and like, wait. This guy's three hundred twenty-two pounds. How is this guy gonna try to fight me? But um, you know, almost fly over there. It's almost too late to back out. So, kind of just went with the thing. And uh, even Alexander milenko I mean, uh, when we when we weighed in and everything, I know he was just barely like maybe a pound over. But they, you know, it looked like he's freaking on all kinds of stuff. But big dude, They're all big guys. The, their shows over there are amazing. I, I love I love fighting over there in Russia. I love fighting over there in overseas and. Oh, she's and um, and I've had a lot of uh, awesome experiences with, with the, those promoters and, and promotions, so um, I, I've actually enjoyed being able to be the underdog everywhere I go. Especially most lately, going over to the Wolves with the with these uh, hometown heroes.
1: <laughs> so, so these guys, uh, the promotion that you're going over there for this time, it's uh, it's Octagon, right? That's not the that's not where you fought last time, is it?
2: Yeah, Octagon MMA.
1: And so far, uh, businesses is is uh, is it through the same promoters? Like they know each other, or, or or I know you said they called you as a as a replacement f- for last minute. But uh, I mean, how 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 much time does that give you really to pre- prepare for a guy like Vay? I know you know him from Bellator, but I mean, obviously, uh, people you know, there's been some time since you guys were both there.
2: Yeah, I actually took this fight eight days ago. So uh, oh, wow, I've been I've been really like just kind of. I've already been pretty much. It was already training all the time, you know, every day. But, but when when you get to fight name and, and fight camp like that, you were, were just kind of comes to the last minute. And I, I have a lot of personal issues that I've been, you know, dealing with. That I, for me, it was just like a match made in heaven. Just the opportunity for me just to focus and, and put all my my uh, hard work into uh you know all my energy all my negative energy everything i have going on with me around me uh yeah. into the fight so um i actually really enjoyed it i jumped on the opportunity once it once it was called and they uh the, my name over in europe is just kind of going around right now i mean i think these promoters know what kind of a guy i am and what kind of fight they're gonna get out of me so um you know i'm never gonna back down i'm always gonna shy win lose or draw I don't, i'm not a sore loser and, and um you know for me i got a lot of still a lot of growth to go in a lot of fights to go i just gotta gotta get that right matchup and i think this for this is a good opportunity for me even though i know he's you know, he's been in camp for a while and, 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 uh, he's looking good. He's always been, I mean, he's been a tough guy all the time. So a good experience, uh, for me to go over there and test myself with all, everything to do with them at the same time. I'm hoping I, um, you know, I get to shine for my, for my kids and, and everything that I'm dealing with right now.
1: Yeah. Training, training's is always a good way to, uh, to, you know, uh, stay focused and, and, you know, not let your mind go the wrong way when you're going, going through stuff. So, uh, I guess, uh, you know, you know when it when stuff happens, it happens. But I'm glad you I'm glad you got something to keep you keep your mind distracted and focused. Um, that's one thing martial arts never gets a never gets a good uh, knock for. It. Yeah,
2: you guys are breaking right there. I, uh, I I think I don't know if I missed. For me, that's kind of what got me. and saved me in my beginning. I when I first had got out of prison uh, back in 2005, I had no. No uh, outlet, you know, for my for my issues that I had dealing with as a young man, and I think for for what mixed martial arts had gave me the platform that I wanted to do and be able to travel the world, meet all these wonderful people that I have because of this organization. This, you know, um, yeah. definitely blessed. But I know with, with this, this is something I've never had to deal with. You know, in my life. I've I've seen a lot of my uh, family, friends, people that I you know I trusted and 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 really kind of. You oh, know, you can't really put expectations. I've uh, been heartbroken, and, 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 of course, like you said, it's so easy just to go negative and do these ugly things. What everybody, from, from my perspective, and I live out in the Indian, small nuclear area. Here. I mean, everybody talks about everybody's business, so disheartening, but at the same time, you know, I am who I am, and, and, and I've never shied away from what I am and what I do. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and most of the time people do got to say or whatever, it's because of what my actions. So, uh, uh, you know, they could – for me, I just got a lot of proof to myself, more more than anything, to uh, um, stay, stay. So, you know, he said it's an awesome outlet for me to go ahead and get rid of those uh those regrets and resentments. Okay. Tough guys often to you, come kick my butt, so.
1: You're breaking up a little bit uh toward the end there.
2: Yeah, my, you guys were too. I don't know if it's, let me take i don't know if we hello are you guys there
1: yeah 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 Yeah, way better huh yeah i lost the end of what you said there though you said about uh about about it's just
2: it's just it's just just awesome like to be able to have this outlet like you said earlier about in the beginning about for me i know like that's like i know no matter what i can't let my emotions get involved because it's still going to be a fighting professional beast you know and 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 as much as i'm going through and as as, uh, um, I know I want to be able to just rah, go in there and, and, and let all this out. That, that's not the real that for me. So I know he's he's a pro. He's been training, ready for this camp. And I know at the same time, I got to be methodical. And at the same time, use my heart and my mind, and my spirit too. At the same time, to fight for 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 the win. You know, I'm not in there just to lose and, and take the short term fight just to do that. So I, I like the matchup. I like the, the you know opportunity to go in his hometown and and, and quiet the crowd. Is it a
0: title fight? Or is it a three round fight? Or is it either one? It's-
2: it's, uh, it was going to be a title fight initially, but I didn't, you know, I mean, for me, like I said, I took the fight on a two-week notice to where uh, now I just wanted to, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a good opportunity either way just because it's win, lose, or draw, and if I put on a good show, I'm already guaranteed, you know, a couple, couple more matches, and, and I've always, I've always usually put on a good fights, so I think with this one, i going over there and I beat, I beat their, he is the champion, you know, and I beat him, and he's going to have no choice but to want to rematch and, and fight me for the belt this time.
1: Mm.
0: He hasn't been super active. I'm sitting here looking at his record, and he's got some names on his on his resume, obviously. But um, I'm showing only one fight. He's only, you know, since July of 2017, he's only fought twice. Um, once in November of 17, and then once of November of 18. So he's not super active. So you might have a, uh, you know, you, you might have that on him as far as uh, no cage rust. Obviously, the guy's got a, a you know. 50 or 42 fights on his record. So he knows what he's getting into. He's on three fight win streak. Um, that was following actually a four fight lose streak. But as you know, none of that, none of that shit means anything when uh, once, once the fights start, you get two, two guys in there, you know, I know he's a banger. So um, this is uh this is a fight up your alley right here.
2: Uh, right. And you know, this is the first time in my career where, where I'm coming off of three, three back-to-back losses. And one of those, I, I, I to me, I, I mean, my knee popped out my last fight, uh, where we're just totally hyperextended right in the middle of the matchup, right when I had the guy won, you know, so um, one of those freak accidents. But I know I know for me, um, I'm looking forward to just going in and, and letting it loose. And I, I think I'm, you know, I got I got a lot of advantages on this fight with him. I mean, I know I know he is a banger, he likes, thinks he is, but I mean, he is, but I just got to be more smooth. I think I'm a lot faster and a lot more, uh, uh, I move better, you know, so I just got to set things up and, and, get out of my own head and when one of these fights you know the last time I was telling you guys even with the last fight I kind of just I don't know I had I was, everything went went well I think a lot of a lot of what I'm dealing with personally was was because of a lot of that last fight camp where, where, where uh, you know our partners and everything ex-wife whatever just would constantly just put your mind in different places where when you're in there and you in the fight, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. So
1: yeah. I paid the
2: ultimate price with with, with, with taking my emotions and my personal stuff in there. So this time, I don't know. I'm just really kind of my whole camp from the beginning, even before I took this fight was just redemption, you know? So I've, I've really set outside out to just kind of prove to myself what, what, you know, what I've, what I've accomplished in this world and, and more than anything in my life with my family. So I really, really been excited about this camp. I've been training my ass off and running up the hills and doing things I normally don't do. And, and, uh, the same time i feel like you know the world's closing in on me so it's it's kind of been it's kind of been crazy
1: so the uh, uh how's your you, see you mentioned your knee i guess you're 100 percent now taking a fight on, on eight days notice
2: yeah yeah i mean it happened initially uh i like like hyperextended pretty bad um uh, in that fight and then i came home and and took off a couple couple weeks and then i, I went back at it a little too soon where it blew up again and uh but no, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm never really a hundred percent, but getting kind of up there in age, I'll be 37 next month. So, um, yeah, I, I feel good though. I'm really, really excited for this one. I actually probably been in the leanest I've been in a while and, and, and more, more muscle endurance than I've had in a long time. And, uh, Matt, the last time me and you were training together, I was, I was kind of gradually getting down there and just really feeling good about myself more for my de- my eating habits, my body. Like I've never really always had, like, I've always had like a little kamad bod, you know, so where now I'm actually kind of had a little muscle tone everywhere and, feels good you know i've really really been concentrating on myself a lot more than than anything else uh, um, coaching of course has helped out a lot you know coaching all my guys and and, and getting everybody prepared that just makes me more of a you could see it you know you see your own mistakes and, and it's easier for me to correct them on myself but let alone you know have some great coaches too that are helping me
0: when uh before we came on air we were uh we were talking about some of the bare knuckle boxing news and obviously that's picked up some steam um you know, and and uh, you do- you actually dodged a bullet uh, with that organization that uh, was looking at you, you know, about six months ago. The one that ended up not paying anybody, so kind of dodged that. Um, is that something that you'd still like to do? I mean, obviously, 100%. yeah, still still Vega. Uh, apparently, it came out today that Florida, who is sanctioning the uh, Malinaji lobov fight. Which has gained a lot of uh, momentum due to their trash talk is telling them that they're not going to sanction it unless they wear boxing gloves. So, uh, oh, so they're going <laughs> to hold a bare knuckle. Apparently, they're going to hold a bare knuckle boxing event where everybody's wearing boxing gloves. So, I'm not sure how how that's going to go or if it's going to crush that organization. But um, yeah, so what be- happened to
2: Wyoming? What happened with Wyoming with the bare knuckle? I mean, I know I know they were trying to expand that, that initial bare knuckle fighting and, and the, the one that I was with, I can't remember what it is, the bare knuckle world, or whatever. You know, I, I was dealing with one guy and, and the guy that I was dealing with he promised me the world and everything else and that, you know. So when I when, you know what he what he didn't realize is like, you know, I've dealt with a lot of different people. So when when Hearing you, you know, so many promoters, you, you you get promising you the world, and a lot of these upper, uh, you know, promoters in in Ballotor and UFC, you know, and you know, they're straight across the board. They're not gonna bullshit you. They're gonna just tell you straight out. even though they lowball you and they don't give a shit about you. At least you know what you're getting yourself into. And I think these other promotions, they they really try to get a lot of us veterans or, or a lot of us guys who have our name or have had been around um, in, in the in the MMA. You know, they promised the world, you know, thinking that we're going to go and make some money finally, you know, because a lot of us, we get, we get under, lowballed by the promoters who do do the MMA. So we hear like a bare knuckle boxing paying so much money. Of course, anybody's going to jump at it. And I know uh, that's something I definitely 100% want to pursue after this fight. I, I'm open for any kind of all you promoters. I'm open to kickboxing, boxing, whatever, any kind of combat sport you want to do. I'll, I'll do it. You know, two on one. whatever, whatever they want to do? I'm, I'm down to do it. I just for me, I just I enjoy the, the fighting aspect and the challenges of a lot of these these things that they're doing. I know there was that one promotion over in Russia that they're doing like eight on eight on eight or four. Oh, and four. Yeah. So oh, that. I a hundred percent would like to get something like that. That reminds me of the prison yard and I would hundred <laughs> percent be running full blood full, just drop, kick it, fools. And, uh, but the bare knuckle, there's a lot of matchups in that promotion that I definitely like Tony Lopez, Joe Beltran, uh, the guy who beat, Joe, you know, there's a lot, a lot of guys, a lot of guys. I mean, boxing is one of my favorite things that I've always done and had pride in those my hands. So uh, um, I'm a hundred percent take, take any of them on.
0: Man, you got that, that arena MMA the the multiple like eight on eight. I think you need. I think we need a team res dog. Bring some right? of your boys. Bring take some of your boys out to Russia. and yeah. have, have a, a six man or an eight man team. That sounds. Uh, that sounds. Quite we might not end up coming home though.
2: I'll tell you yeah. that much. We might not. end mean, <laughs> get killed over there. <laughs> that, that that is that looks so. Did you see? There one too where they're like come, They're using like. Combat is like you know, wood, wood sticks, and wood swords and stuff. And you yeah. know, for me, that any kind of combat sport is is, is going to be challenging for sure to get it off the ground. Like just like these bare knuckle, these things they keep they keep on running into. All of a sudden, why why the gloves? I mean, I know Florida is trying to. I don't know. The, to me, it's just these these commissions and the people that are involved. They need to step up. You know, they need to step up and, and and for sure look at the health of stuff of the fighters. But at the same time, if it's there and they're doing it, this is what their fifth sixth show already. What's wrong with it? You know, I mean, this guy's a was a professional boxer, so yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think the the low guy's got a chance against him. I mean, I know he hits like a truck, but that that Malanati guy's—he's I even—he's mean, a professional boxer. He's gonna—he knows what to do. Yeah, even though he's got a mouth he just needs to be busted. I mean, <laughs> I, don't know, the, 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 I think Conor McGregor uh, uh, definitely um, turned. I don't know, for me, I'm not a big shit talker. I don't like to run my mouth to anybody. Yeah, yeah. If you talk shit to me, you better be ready right then and there. Because just like, you know, I liked uh, um, Jorge Masvidal, what he did when that guy was, that, that was like, <laughs> that's exactly how I get down. You know, you want to run, bump your gums? Let's get it right now, you know? like so, so the whole Conor McGregor running his mouth, talking shit about everybody and everything, now everybody's trying to do it, calling people, it just makes our bad. Yeah, we're supposed to be prefer- professionals and outside the ring can carry ourselves as one. Well, so when we're yeah. talking shit on each other, each other down. I mean, what does that make us look like inside the ring just outside of the ring? Same thing, you know.
1: Yeah, and plus, you don't want to fight for free either. I mean, you guys are professional fighters. I mean, you, you know, you, you got to set the example of your skill set and not give it up for free to
2: for anybody, you know. And the promoters, the promoters know like there's enough to sell the fight without all the all that drama and like I mean, not not like I mean, look at Habib and them; they're, they're bringing in families, are bringing. In, I mean, you talk about religion, family, all that stuff. That, that's yeah. crossing the line, no matter what, you know. To where if any of my family, you do something like that, they'll get you before I do. You. Know?
1: So you talked about uh, uh your gym and, and and we joked about the, about doing the the team res dog, but are there any uh I mean, w- with coaching and everything at, at your gym, you, is there anybody fighting anywhere that you train that, that that we should keep an eye out for?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got a couple guys actually. I got uh, my, one of my guys, uh, um, Josh Bird. He's, he's I think with four and one now. He's going to be fighting um, <clears throat> up here in Ontario. Uh, I think it's Lorenz Larkin show actually. Uh, gosh dang, I can't even think of the name of the promotion. He's going to be In, fighting.
0: Is that, is that Inland Fight Nights or Inland Empire? Inland, or Fight there you go.
2: Nights? In, Inland Fight Night, he'll be on that card. The one uh, next month, it's July 20th, I think. And then I have uh, I have my youngster, my nephew, Arthur Bosco. He's going to be fighting here at Pachanga um, on the Battle of Badges. You know, he's going to be doing a kickboxing match. I got another guy, Carlos Munoz uh, Jr. He's two and one right now. He's, he's all amateur so far right now. Uh, my pro guy's uh, Hector. Uh, he's He's, I think, five and five and seven five or six i've been trying to get him to turn around he he took a lot of bad matchups at a, at a young age but yeah man a lot a lot of them are really coming up i got four or five kids that are that are just amazing and, and i had two of them do a little smokers tournament with these other gyms and boxing and we came out undefeated so um my specialty's always been striking so being able to coach it and and, and see some of these 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 killer instincts in these boys and, and a lot of these young men man it's been driving me i love it you know what i mean it gets me fired up and and uh seeing out there that they're really turning out, you know, uh, sparring and, and, and everything that we've been doing in the drills, all this stuff that's really starting to work. So they're coming together. I'm really nervous for my nephew, Arthur. You know, he's, he's been with me the longest out of everybody and, and uh, besides my own kids. So for him, uh, he's, you know, six, one, 130 pounds. So I'm like, Oh God. But, uh, Matt will, Matt will contest this kid's all bones and, and, and you throw anything at him and he checks here or, or blocks gonna <laughs> really be hurt.
0: Yeah. He put my foot in a, uh, you put my foot in a sling for a little while. I uh, I still
2: have the, that picture, dude. And I'm telling you, like I I don't know how, <laughs> how the heck you. you I Everybody is like, "You you are the worst poker face ever, uh, Virgil." You know, you coach. you I try to tell oh. Matt like, "Oh, you're all right, you're all right," and I looked over. And I'm like, Ah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, his nephew was... che-
0: checked to kick and uh, top my foot hit his his kneecap and foot blew up like a you know looked like had a softball
2: like a water balloon on top right, of a foot. Yeah.
0: So it was pretty, pretty hardcore, but, uh, it was, it was actually kind of, uh, entertaining. I mean, it didn't hurt very bad. So it was, it was a relief and it was nothing crazy, but, uh, well, you still there Virgil?
2: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry.
0: No problem. Uh, I think, uh, I think that's about it, man. I just want to wish you well on your travels. Um, obviously if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out to the show or, or me personally, if I can help. But, uh, I mean, uh, make it happen. I'll be trying to share your link uh, for your fight uh, when that gets closer to time, and, uh, you
2: know. Hello? Feel- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. It. Like I said, you know, what you guys do for, for a lot of this, a lot of us fighters, the fighters that are, are known, well-known, I mean, just, just being a part of it, not even just fans, but just being a media part of it where you, we, we get to have an outlet to tell our story or tell whatever's going on in our lives, that's always it's always a great thing, man. So I will appreciate you guys anytime you need, you know, anything like that, I'm, I'm all for it, so. Anything to help up my brothers build their, their their stuff up too. I really really admire that, and I want to uh, uh, you know give a big thank uh, thanks to all, all the people that have been helping me and supporting me these last few uh, months that I've been going through my stuff. Uh, you know a lot a lot of a lot of real real good people that I've that I've uh, you know that I didn't really think that were going to be there that are there. So uh, <laughs> um, I've read you know all of them a, a, a lot. So uh, but I'm going to let my heart out on the line in this fight and go in there and fight like I've never fought before again. You know and. God willing, uh, uh, I'll come out victorious on this one.
1: When is it? Uh, just before you go, to let us know uh, when, it, when is it and if you know how we can watch.
2: So I know there's going
1: to be a pay-per-view
2: link uh, that you could get. I mean, you, know, that you could be watching on pay-per-view. And I'm, I heard something about the UFC uh, Fight Pass. I'm not too sure about that, though. I don't know anything oh. about that. But um, It's octagonmma.com, I think it is, or something. And it's June 8th. Uh, I want to say it'll be like 2 o'clock here, 4 o'clock here. I'm not too sure how the time. I know we're 12 hours difference over there. So, uh, yeah, June 8th, man, a couple weeks away. Um, I leave on the 4th, 30th or something like that. I leave on the 30th, and I'm excited, man. I, like I said, they're going to get go to a couple countries and get over there and go put on a big show. It's going to be a huge, huge show. I think there's like 30,000 people that are going to be there. Um, he's the, he's the, you know, he's the big, big star over there, so I'm, I'm really excited to just go over there let it loose and fight for my kids, and, and hopefully, I, you know, God's on my side and, and knows that I'm not doing nothing bad to where. I get to go in there and uh, become victorious in the ring and outside the ring.
0: Well, we'll be cheering for you. And uh, my, uh, my little museum here wouldn't uh, mind any uh, Eastern block MMA memorabilia. So if you come across these shirts or posters, i will be happy to, uh, to reimburse you for any uh, anything that you're able to come across.
2: Uh, no, for sure, bro. I actually got some stuff for you too. A couple of things that I got from, uh, from Siberia or, uh, so I say Siberia, but it's really right there. But yeah, I'm actually, I'm hoping I got another thing in the works right now that we're waiting for to get confirmed. So, uh, um, got, you know, this guy's already booked another fight, you know, so I hope, I hope I get a, I get to be the, the spoiler and, and, uh, before he gets to sign that contract with this other guy, he wants to try to fight in November that he oh, has to wow. face again. All right, Cool.
0: Awesome, man. We'll uh, travel safe, and we'll be happy to hear from you after your event, and uh, obviously we'll be rooting for you.
2: 100%, man. Thank you guys so much, and, and let's go, Team Dog. Thank you guys again, and uh, God bless you, and you guys have a great, great evening.
0: All right. You too, man. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. So, uh, so yeah, obviously he's got.
1: Hey y'all, East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show.